Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month that's better help h e l p name uh two reasons one you, you may wish to drop in that little date you know and listen to these in the future long after i'm dead wouldn't that be a nice thought <laughs> not me being dead uh, the the idea now that, that all this stuff can live on forever eh as a as a, a living shrine to uh why am i why am i starting this off weird because i'm thinking of stuff i'm going to talk about and he talk about easter and I've just watched a rather disturbing video on YouTube, which is a children's fucking Christian uh, YouTube channel, which needs to be shut down. And it's uh, it's like cartoon versions of Bible stories. And it's weird as fuck. It's weird as fuck. As most Christian stuff is, not that I'm saying they are the Muslims, uh, the, 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 uh, you know, the, Jew, the, Jew, the, Jew, the Jews, you know, can it be weird as well? I'm trying to think of other religions. Uh, Islam. Uh, Jedi. Sikh. No, that's Islam. Uh, don't know. I can't, I couldn't. Uh, Buddhism. Is that a religion? What are the Chinese? Mental. What's their religion? Money. Rice. That's racist. <laughs> You've got to say Christianity's the top dog. On the, on the religious Premier League table, Christianity's number one. You know, Catholicism, Christianity, it's 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 the main one. 
I know that Islam and uh, people of the Muslim faith, they'll maybe contest, uh, no, there's only one God uh, in Ganesh, the mad elephant one, and the, the guy with a, with a, you know, he's got a long dick on a stick, that guy, and uh, Swami Gupta, but no, Christianity's number one. You know, uh, the old joke goes, uh, what year is it? You know, the basis of that being, it's 2022, but whatever time you say that, it could be 2020, uh, 2020, it could be 1990, it could be 2147, you know, and you go, what year is it? It's the uh, year 2147, uh, is it really? No, because the earth's fucking millions of years old, but it's, you know, it's 2022, because that's uh, after Jesus fucking done his selling, and it's probably uh, uh, the right type of talk about this, because this is when he, you know, this is when he get crucified by the, uh, by the Jews, you know? And then uh, rolled the stone away, had a, had a bender, and now we've all got chocolate eggs. Anyway, welcome to the show. I am Scott Gibson. Who else should I fucking be? This is the Scott Gibson Show. It's the Scott Gibson Podcast. And uh, we're back. We had a week off last week because we just needed we just needed calm. We needed some calm in our minds, in our life. And it's good. It's good to have some distance every now and again. Just a week away to make the heart grow fonder. So we had a week off uh, just to live our lives and exist. But now we're back. And uh, we're back with a bang, baby. As I said, don't know what number this is. But um, however you're listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. Uh, whatever podcast player you've got this on, if it's the audio, you know, subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Uh, it helps uh, move up the algorithm, whatever that is. The mystical algorithm that controls our lives. Help us move us up. Because we need to get uh, more eyes and ears on the podcast. Believe it or not, we get a, we get a chartable uh, email every week letting us know our positions in the various podcast charts. And the only place that this podcast is doing well is Saudi Arabia. Now, I don't know if I should be overjoyed or alarmed at that, but for whatever reason, the I, this I am speaking to the people of Saudi Arabia. So, lads, you know. Hit that bell and leave a five-star review. But if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. And if you want to get all the content of the podcast, every single episode, including the extra episodes, then become a Patreon. It's the only way to do it. Patreon.com forward slash Big Salt Gibson. Go to the website, BigSaltGibson.com forward slash Patreon. I think. It's definitely Patreon.com forward slash Big Salt Gibson. Four quid a month, man. Sign up. Anyway, end of the show. Um, I know it's Wednesday. Uh, and I know that Easter weekend had just gone. Is it, is it Sunday? It's Easter Sunday, because that's when he rose again. I do not know. I was going to say much about uh, religion. I don't know much about... Let me just move this a bit, because last time I didn't record, I nearly had a heart attack. I am... Um, like most Protestant children of the west of Scotland... Uh, my religion growing up was the old firm and underage drinking. Now, I went to Sunday school as much as the next terrified young Protestant. But that was, uh, you know, for two reasons. One, to get you at the house, so your mum could probably get a cuddle or maybe do some cleaning. I don't know what went on, right? But you were sent away to a freezing cold uh, church hall on an early Sunday morning uh, and let's be honest, it probably was run by paedophiles, but I didn't know. I was always a large child, right? Not fat, but big. I always seemed older than I was, okay? Effectively, I was a paedophile's nightmare because in their heart of hearts, they desired me, but I had the frame 
of a teenager, if not something in the early 20s, right? At 11, I had sideburns. So at the age of eight and nine, you know, I probably, they're like, ah, I want to, but I can't. He's no my cup of tea. You know? So I never encountered any of the church pedophiles, but I imagine they were there somewhere lurking in the darkness, as they always do, either becoming scout leaders or fucking um, organ players. You know? But we went to Sunday school, and uh, from what I remember, there was very little uh, in the way of uh, religious teachings. There was a couple of Bible study classes, which now looking back is odd. But again, I don't think your parents cared about that kind of stuff. I don't think you were sent there for the religious experience. I think you were literally sent there so you weren't out in the street stabbing cunts. And so you weren't in the house so they could do whatever they wanted to do. It was effectively having your kids babysat. You know, it's like sending you a babysat with nobody to pay for it. I don't know if there was a chance for a Sunday school. Surely the money was generated through the, the work of the uh, Irish Republican Army, or indeed, uh, what passed around the baskets at the weekend. I don't know. But we went, we played crab football, which again, looking back on that, is a bit odd, but hey, the pedos love nothing more than a bunch of eight-year-olds uh, pretending they're crabs, crawling about a floor, trying to play football. Anyway, it's been away for the pedo chat. Easter was always a big thing. In school, in Sunday school, and even in a kid's life, you know? Christmas is number one. You've got the summer holidays is definitely a number two, right? A number two? Number two, just because the time you had off school, the the mischief and the shenanigans you would get up to, you know? Building a den, setting fire to a house. Shenanigans, right? Possible kidnap. The, the, the stuff that Wayne's did, getting steaming at 11, having your friends arrested, getting his stomach pumped, you know, that kind of thing, right? Your friend steals his dad's car, he crashes at the end of the road, and then you go on the run for six years. Wholesome fun, right, as a young chap. But Easter was always, Easter was always a big holiday, whether you're religious or not, and I think it's because you get a fucking shitload of time after school as well. You get two weeks after school, you know? Also, on a side note, man, but it's, I, I can feel it's going to be tangent heavy already. It must be fucking great to be a teacher, man. It really must be great to be a teacher. If we could all go back and do it again, unless you're happy in your job, there are there are some people, you know, which which still shocks me. There are some people that are that are happy in life. You know, I mean, I know it's it's not me, and I know it's certainly not you, but there are people out there. Yeah, you know, if they ask them, are you a very simple question? Are you happy? Now, most of us would say no. Actually, I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I, and it, and I got I got quite sad thinking about it. I don't actually think I have ever had one happy year in my whole life, not one. That's that's actually that's pretty sad. It's true, but it's fucking sad. I'm almost thirty eight years of age. Now take it the early years, right? When you've got no memory, you know you're walking about. Uh, goo goo gaga, shit yourself getting fed, right? I imagine life then was great, but you must have had some fucking uh, adolescent angst. Some some baby angst that you can't remember. No, as a three-year-old, you must have had some kind of pressure on you, which you couldn't verbalise, right? But as an adult, now at nearly 38 years of age, I was trying to think the other day, have I ever had one year, one full calendar year, where I can sit and go, that was a great year, or not even a great year, that was a good year, or not even a good year, 
I was happy for that full year. Not one. That's fucking terrible, isn't it? Anyway, um, if you could go back and do it all again, to try and get yourself in a place where you are happy in your life, get a trade is option one, right? And and then just sit back and watch the money rolling. How many people do you speak to nowadays? I can't get a china. I can't get a plumber. There, there must be tradesmen out there charging like 40 grand just to turn up. Please, will you just come and look at it? I'll look at it, hen, but it's going to cost you two and a half thousand dollars. Oh, I'll pay it. I don't care. Get a trade, right? Get a trade, coin it in, and retire at 40 with 50 million in the bank, or become a teacher. This is this is what the teachers didn't want to tell us at school. You know, we we hated most of our teachers at school. And the ones that you did like, you liked them for the wrong reasons. You liked them because they didn't make you do work. And because they didn't teach you. Right? It wasn't some American high school fucking documentary filmmaking. Oh my God, isn't school wonderful? These are the days of our lives. Who are your favourite teachers at school? The drunks. Or the fucking teachers that didn't care. The divorced teachers. The ones on, a, on an, an edge of a breakdown. Those were your favourite teachers. No no kid, right? no real child. Yes, there's probably some fucking loser hipsters out there who were at school going, I had a teacher who opened my eyes to the writings of Enid Blyton and since then I have discovered a love of fiction and the English language. Fuck off. You ask any normal person, who were your favourite teachers at school? And it was probably the uh, craft and design teachers. You know, because most of them were divorced and most of them were drunk. I never taught you fuck all. They'd take 20 minutes to uh, do a register. They'd take another 10 minutes to dish out whatever bit of apparatus you were doing that day. Sign out a mallet or a fucking chisel. They'd then take 15 minutes to demonstrate the thing you're going to do. Then they'd take 10 minutes telling you off because you'd try to put your mate's tie in a vice or sharpen a pencil on a disc sander and then before you know it the lesson's over and you've done fuck all and they've done fuck all but neither of you care and you go on to the next class very happy and the next class is maths and you can't do that you got to sit down and fucking do maths for an hour and it's shit those are the happy days in school right the, the drunk angry teachers Oh, the teachers, the teachers who don't give a fuck. They, they know they can do the bare minimal. They know they're in a shit school. They're not in some high-performance school. They're not in some school where there's pressure on them. They're not in a school that's developing the bright minds of the future. They're just in a school, right? They're just in a factory, a child factory, an education factory, and it's churning out dick bags and single mothers. That's it. It's been doing it for fucking decades. It's been doing it. You're a product of it. People in your class are a product of it. I taught you. You taught my mum. I and you're a fucking cunt just like your mother. It just churns it over and over and over. But they were your favourites. Because you didn't give a fuck. And they didn't give a fuck. And then you would go to things like careers day. What? And you'd sit down and you'd have an interview with a, with a, a guidance teacher and a careers teacher. What the fuck was that? And they go, what kind of things are you interested in, Scott? And you'd be like, uh, football, uh, food, and fighting, 
in words that begin with F. And they punch it in a computer and they go, right, the computer's actually suggest you become a fireman or a policeman. Everybody. If you were a guy, you were suggested to become a fireman or a policeman. And if you were a lassie, it was a nurse. No, a doctor. I mean, God forbid they should try and push the fucking stereotypes. I don't know if there was a dramatic shortage of uh, a fireman in the early 90s. But that's what all young men were told to be. You know? If you were tall, you were a post. If you were fucking wiry and had a kind of dead behind the eye look and you, you, you seem as if you could handle a dead body, fireman. Problem with authority, very little friends, pose. These are, these are two sessions. Whereas a teacher should have sat us down and went, get a trade, big man. Do you like woodwork? No, really. Right, plumber then. I'm not a fan of what? Sparky it is. There you go. <laughs> you get a trade. And if they were really good, if they were really honest, they would have just whispered in your ear, become a teacher. And you'd have went, I mean, at 16 years old, you went, there's no way I'm becoming a teacher. And then if they had just sat you down and just been honest with you. Maybe this is the thing about the youth, about young people. Maybe you just need to be fucking brutally honest with them. And you just need to say, when you're in your 20s or your 30s, you're going to be laden with debt. You're going to have a mortgage. You're going to have credit card bills. You're going to have relationship troubles. You're going to have fucking fears. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to be taking medication to battle all this. The best thing you can do is find a job that either you love or that you can sustain. And the best job is a teacher because four months out of the year, you're not fucking in. And when you are in, who gives a fuck? Go to a school that's full of dicks like this school and nobody will expect that of you. What an easy ride that would have been. If only we could go back. Teacher or a, or a tradesman? It's your best options. If I ever have kids, that's what I'll be telling them. Dad, I want to be a chartered accountant. You'll be a fucking sparky or you'll be a teacher. Pick one. What are we talking about? We're talking about fucking Easter and Sunday school. How do we go to this? Sunday school uh, teachers, no idea. Anyway, Easter. Just gone. Um, I hope you got eggs. Standard, you know, I got an egg. I got three eggs, actually. I bought one myself, but I still get eggs. It's, um, I never thought that I would get to the point where I didn't expect to get presents at Christmas. I'm at that stage in my life now. I have found myself the last couple of years saying, I don't want anything, and actually meaning it, you know. Uh, because most of the things I want in life are very expensive, so I would never ask for someone to buy me it. But I, I've I've come to terms with the fact that I'm just at that stage age in my life now where you know Christmas is about the food, Christmas is about the the dinner. It's not about the presents anymore, right? But Easter is still about chocolate, regardless of your age. Now, when did it switch between? The uh, crucifixion of Christ, his uh, his burial in some kind of uh, ancient uh, magical temple, and his uh, resurrection to chocolate. I wrote this down. 1875 is when Cadbury's, the bastards, Cadbury's introduced the chocolate egg. Uh, apparently fucking Ronald McDonald. That's not him. Mr. Cadbury, if he even is a real person. They uh, produced a new method of uh, manufacturing cocoa butter. Um... Mr. Cadbury had been uh, on a on a lads' night out to the local strip club, and uh, he uh, smelt the uh, the odor from one of the strippers and says, 
good God, what is that? And she went, it's cocoa butter, big man. He went, cocoa butter, holy fucking moly. And he made cocoa butter chocolate, which made it easy to be moulded into different shapes. And, uh, you know, from that came the egg. You know, what came first? Chicken or the egg? Cabbies, 1875. So that is when chocolate eggs were first introduced. Now, I don't know the full story about how it became Easter, uh, chocolate eggs, maybe Saturday with the stone being rolled away, egg shape, I don't know. But... 80 million plus eggs being sold in the UK every Easter, which you have to say yourself, is a fucking a genius move for Mr. Cabri. It's just one of those things now where certain things start to pop up in shops. As soon as you see the Easter eggs coming up, and they usually come out two months early, you go, fuck, Easter's happening. Even though I don't know when Easter Sunday is. Even though most of us don't know the story of Christ himself. Now, in the West, i.e., Britain and America. Easter is definitely now, like Christmas, a consumer holiday, you know? It is now all about chocolate eggs. It is about Easter egg hunts. Uh, Easter bonnets. It's about, it's about, again, just consumerism, right? Just fucking filling the void of your life with shit. Now, if you go down to, like, the, the Latin countries where they are... Proper Catholics, right? No, even I'm not even talking. I'm like the the boys in Vatican City, right? They fucking love the Latin madness. They love it, man. People with the stigmata shit and fucking cunts getting nailed to a bit of wood and getting carried through the town centre. They fuck. They fucking lap that stuff up, man. The the Latin countries, right? South America, the Latin countries. You wouldn't see a fucking chocolate egg down there if your life depended on it. Those boys are like the ultras of the Catholic Church, right? You've got up here, America, Scotland, England, kind of mainland Europe, right? Comes Easter time, we're out with the fucking chocolate eggs and the bonnets and the Easter bunnies and dressing the wains up and having egg hunt parties and all that. And we think it's a wee bit religious and we tell the fucking wains a bullshit story about the Catholic Church or the Protestant Church or whatever it is, the fucking Church of whoever, right? Jehovah Witnesses, I don't know. And the church is like, aye, it's good, aye, and... It's good to teach the Wayne's about it, and the only way we can we can get young kids on board these days with the church is to tell them bullshit stories and give them out chocolate eggs, and then fucking doing in Juarezares, they're nailing the butchery about a wind, and they're loving it. Cunts got a jiggy bonnet, carrying a fucking a cross up a hill, and they're all roaring and greeting. Ah, oh, the name of fuck, not a chocolate egg in sight. Those boys are the ultras, hardcore. You know? When did we get in a salmonella outbreak in fucking Juanes Ares? Interesting time as well for, I don't know if you saw this, Kinder. Kinder eggs, right? Who, to be fair to them, um, you know, OGs are the egg world, really, the chocolate egg. They're, they're all year round. You know, they're, they're not just a, a fair weather egg like the bastard Cadbury. You know? Kinder eggs, 24 7, man, 365. They don't give a fuck who was getting crucified. You get Kinder eggs all year round. Massive product recall for Kinder. You might have seen it in the news. Uh, probably not, because the news is doing as much as it can to cover up any news of outbreaks in case it sets people off again. You know, I mean, they're not even talking about the fucking absolute travesty that's happening in Shanghai, let alone an outbreak of salmonella and fucking Kinder eggs. But there's a massive salmonella outbreak in Kinder eggs. People have been very, very sick. I had salmonella, uh, former food poison. When I was young, I was about 12, 13. 
and it was bad, man. I lost a ton of weight. It was fucking. I had it for about four months, just spewing up, just randomly being sick. Oh, it was horrible. I remember my mum, God bless her. On a on a weekend, right? Usually on a Sunday, you get like a roll and sausage or something like that for your breakfast, right? Just a Sunday, man. You know, it's God's day. And I remember we get, we get dragged to the shops because we were, we were still young at that point. So we're still at the age where it's not socially acceptable to leave us at home yet on a Sunday morning. So we must have been under 10, right? Because when a kid turns 10, 11, if, he, if he's reasonable, if you can make a cup of tea yourself, right, you're, it's, it's socially acceptable to leave your children at home, right? Even though it might be illegal and even though some people uh, in the high echelon of the upper classes may frown upon it, if a Wayne can make a cup of tea and he knows the fucking buttons on Sky, the cunt's fine in the house, right? But we were obviously still young enough that you had to get taken to the shops on a Sunday morning because God forbid you could be left alone on your own. And we went down to shopping and we came home and you know you have to you have to um, yeah you, you have to you have to bribe children, right? To do things and to behave. So we were bribed in the sense of if you come and we get the shopping, then we'll we'll have rolls and sausages when we go home, and that's how. You know, I'm fucking 22 stone now and have had such a negative attitude with food because all my life growing up, everything was food rewarded and I have a, a terrible relationship with food that I've been moving forward. Eating my own sausage when I go home and I remember saying to my mum, I'll never forget it, I says, what kind of sausage is this, mum? Because it tastes really cheesy. Is it a cheese sausage? Possibly a Glamorgan sausage. And it wasn't, it was just, uh, it was off by quite considerable distance. Uh, and I got in- incredibly sick from it. You know, I finished it all, so it's because I'm I'm not a quitter, you know. Uh, cheesy tasting or not, but I was incredibly, incredibly sick for quite a long time. It got to the point even when people would, would ask me how I lost the weight, uh, thinking it was some new diet I had found out. Yes, uh, I just uh, had a case of very severe food poisoning for four months. But anyway, Kinder Eggs, Salmonella, bad times. So... Easter itself, my memories of it when I was young, slightly different now because I don't think I ever had an egg hunt. I feel as if that's an American thing, which is very recently came over here, as most stuff does. And it feels as if now, I think with the rise of social media, and certainly with Instagram being as prevalent in everyone's life as it is, I think all of this stuff is suddenly becoming part of our, our culture because people want to take pictures and videos of these things to post online they're not interested in the actual memory of it they're not interested in actually doing these things either for themselves or for their children they are simply doing this stuff so that they have content because right now life is measured on content if you are a person who exists at this moment in time and you are not putting out content on a daily basis across multiple social media platforms, then you are worthless as a human being. You bring nothing to society. And I am one of those people. I post very little content on social media because I fucking hate social media. And hopefully, uh, in fact, where's my bit of paper? Hold on. Less than less than a month ago. This is the, this is the period of my life that I'm I'm starting to call the slow goodbye, or maybe the long goodbye. The long goodbye sounds better, because at the end of May, oh, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm done with social media, and I will be taking a considerable break from social media. 
at the moment, definitely a year, possibly two, and I think if I can stretch it to two, I don't think I'll ever be back. And I can't wait, man. The only reason I'm hanging on to the end of May is I've got a couple of tour shows left. And once, we, once we're done with the tour shows and I've got nothing else to, to do gig-wise, that's me finish with it. It's horrendous. But, as I say, I digress. The purpose in life now is to put out content. How many of us have found ourselves watching videos of people used to go to school with talking utter shite? Utter shite about nothing. But you're watching it. You're consuming it. You're engrossed in it. Because you have been conditioned to just just consume the content. Does not matter what it is? Videos of people decanting fucking chilli flakes into a, a little tub. I watched a video the other day and, I, and after it, I just stood staring at my phone and went, what the fuck am I doing? I watched a video of someone taking their shopping, basically, and putting it into containers. So they took a box of cereal and poured it into like a big cereal container and put it in a shelf. Then they took washed up liquid, out, out a fucking washed up liquid ball, and pulled it into some other wash. I knew when I'm thinking back, I'm going, "You've bought a box of cereal that's came in a box. You then decant that into another box to then bin the box that you bought it in. When you probably could have saved yourself five or six quid, but no fucking buying that extra tub to put it in when it comes in a box." Same with the wash, not liquid. When I was watching it, I'm going, this is quite therapeutic. No, it's, it's wasting my time. They're, they're time thieves. They're, they're, they're stealing, they're the content time thieves. Stealing my time for me as I'm watching their shite videos on fucking TikTok. But again, they will have incredible self-worth. And they'll tell themselves that they're a very important person. And they have to, they, they, they bring joy to people through their videos. Which, to a certain extent, is probably true. But again, it comes back to my point. If you are not feeding into the system and creating content on a daily basis, what the fuck are you doing? There's, there's uh, Ukrainian soldiers out there creating content on a daily basis and most of us can't be fucking arsed. A, a guy the other day, they were having a dance around a tank. I don't know whose tank it is. I don't even know what happened, but I watched it going like, oh, isn't that great content? Is it? I don't know. Everything that's happened nowadays, egg hunts, the amount of fucking pictures I saw people going like, oh, it's young Barry's first egg hunt. First of all, who calls a fucking baby Barry? He's going to grow up a Barry. You might think that's cool. He looks like a Barry. Nobody looks like a Barry. Even a guy who's called Barry, who's in his 60s, who you've known all your life, he still doesn't look like a Barry. Nobody's ever picked up a baby and went, this is baby Barry. I'd be like, are you fucking on glue? Anyway, this is Barry's first egg hunt. Is it now? egg hunts American even though now we're getting uh, people in the UK doing gender reveals why 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 are we doing this because it's content because you've got to put fucking something out every single day so Easter this is this is a weird podcast already one of my earliest memories of Easter two of them right I remember doing an egg rolling competition now I think that was probably our equivalent of the egg hunt you would take an egg and you would decorate it right you would you would vajazzle the egg you'd fucking tart it all up and then you'd go to the top of a hill and you'd fucking launch it down a hill right and the hope 
you know, that you'd get to the bot. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if it was a race or if it was just one of these participation things. I think you would be you'd be pleased if your egg was intact by the time you got to the bottom. But again, I don't even know why we rolled the egg. Is it something to do with rolling the stone of Christ? I don't know. None of this was explained to us. Probably because none of our parents really knew either. And I don't imagine there was a priest floating about to go, the reason why we are rolling the eggs is because Matthew 7.14, uh, Palm 60 says that the Christ uh, rolled the stone to the design of the egg and the fuckity fucking who knows, right? But that was an, an early memory. Decorate eggs and roll it down a hill. And then you fucked off. And you got a bit of chocolate. And now, from that, it has evolved to fucking every scheme wane coming round and hunting in the back garden for fucking used needles and eggs. So people can post it on social media. What, one of my earliest memories of, a, of, of, of an injustice moment in my life was in school. And it was primary six, possibly primary seven, but I think it was primary six. So I would have been ten and you had an egg decorating competition, right? So you had to decorate an egg, and then we would present it, and the teachers would go around and uh, and and basically judge who had the best decorated egg. And I think you won an egg, right? a chocolate egg, not a fucking boiled egg. Obviously, looking back, you don't realise teachers are favourites, and usually the favourites would win. And and I felt as if the egg I created was not only fucking genius; it was a, it was a it was a beautiful design, right? And uh, I never won, never even placed, never even got top three. And I was fucking devastated. And it still loves me now. My egg. Now, some people would, uh, you know, like, colour the egg in, uh, like a solid colour. And, uh, you know, do, I mean, it's Wayne's, right? So he'd, like, colour it blue and say, it's a ranger's egg, right? Stuff like that. Or, you know, they'd, they'd draw, like, stars on it and uh, say, it's, it's, uh, it's Jupiter, whatever, right? Nobody was getting fucking really in-depth. You know, nobody was taking like uh, an egg and like, like cracking it, and then uh, you know going, ah, oh, it's, uh, it's an abortion. Nobody was doing kind of you know really forward thinking stuff, right? Then you know, Dad walked up, and I built a bed. Stay with me here. I built a bed out of lollipop sticks, right? None of the ones you get like in a feast. What a fucking ice cream a feast is. I had one the other day. What an ice cream. It's the, the long, flat ones. Right? No the, no the thin stick. The long, flat, ice lolly sticks, right? So I built a mattress with loads of them. Built legs. Built a bed, right? Made bedding. Cut out material. Everything. Made fucking pillows. Made a lot. Made an amazing bed. Got a shoe box. Designed all that. Cut sideways so it looked like it was in a, a doll suit. So it looked like it was a room. So it's a bed in a room. I made a tiny wee hat, like a kind of, what are they called? No, Ur Willy. Um, wee Willy Winky. You know, they fucking, the wee nightcaps. Made a nightcap for it, drew a face on my egg. Actually, I think I drew pyjamas on them. Put them in the bed, pulled the duvet over the egg, so it looked like the egg was sleeping, and then you had to name your piece, right? And mine was called Egg Zosted. I mean, at 10 years of age. That's fucking, that's genius. Never even placed. Fucking raging. I'll, to this day, I'll never forget it. I stand and smug as fuck as well next to my wee exhausted egg. And I was like, exhausted, miss. Because he's in a bed and he's an egg and he's fucking shattered. Nothing. 
didn't, didn't even see like nice. It's a fully functioning bed. They just walked on. Exhausted. To this day, I can remember it. Never even placed. You know, I should, I should have got at least a bronze medal. If no, if, if no top three, a special recognition award. Something. Nothing. Exhausted. I imagine if I was to ever go uh, back to a therapist and go really back to the old days, I'm sure we could trace some kind of trauma back to that point. It's the first time in my life, I'm, I'm filling up the about it, it's the first time in my life I can remember really putting my all into something and like thinking, that I'm fucking smashed this and then getting nothing for it. It's like, oh, there's no fucking justice in this world. And you're right, Gibbo, there's no justice in the world. But we've come too far with the whole Easter thing. We have, we have crossed a line and we've crossed a point of no return. The wholesome youth, the wholesome upbringing, you know, of terrifying biblical stories made palatable through a child's eyes with the, with the, with the gift of chocolate has moved into some American consumer bullshit market. Gone are the days when kids will decorate their eggs. Think up stunning puns like exhausted. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. We are full steam into the Americanists. You know? We, we had a chance. We could have we could have gone more Latin. We could have been getting like the town idiot to get fucking nailed to a bit of wood and dragged through the high street to then present him at the top of the hill. We offer a sacrifice, Christ! But instead we've gone for Scheme Wednesday and Easter egg hunts. I don't. I wish I fully knew the story of Easter. I think if I'm right, now if there's any religious amongst you, correct me if I'm wrong. The boy Jesus is kicking about, telling everybody he's the son of God, right? And he's doing fucking uh, holy tricks, as Billy Connolly calls it. He's uh, resurrecting folk for the dead, turning water into wine. Uh, you know, finding a way to sort out kind of food portioning. Uh, effectively running a, a soup kitchen out of the church and feeding a lot of people with very little fish, right? Then the, uh, the uh, let's just see what it is. The Jews come along and they're not happy. Now, my theory on it is that when the Bible was being written, I think that whoever was the spokesperson for the Jewish community never gave enough donations to the people writing the Bible and they decided that the Jews were going with the bad guys. And then from then... It's been a bit of a fucking downward spine. Now, I imagine if the Jewish community could have uh, seen it in the future as to what was going to happen, they maybe would have kicked up a bit of a bigger donation at that point, and maybe somebody would have went, we're not gaining all this money for this guy writing this fucking uh, fictional book, the Bible, and they go, like, listen, I've had an epiphany, and see, in fucking 1,940 years, it gets a bit hairy for us, so let's just fucking kick out a big bit of the new and let somebody else take the heat for it because obviously we know that religion is completely fabricated and there wasn't actually somebody called Jesus although I imagine there was somebody called Jesus back in the day and he was probably like an early David Copperfield or a David Blaine type figure going around doing the old fucking oh look at that eh? it's fucking nothing wrong with it and everybody's like my god he's a son of Christ he can fucking separate his thumb and make it shake fucking hell cunt's amazing right and then he finds himself somebody writing an autobiography about him and it gets out of hand because the guy's a ghostwriter and then Jesus is full of fucking wine all the time telling mad stories. And he couldn't nail me across and all that. And then it gets out of hand, right? And he's a fight with a Jewish guy. And then next minute Hitler comes along and gasses six and a half million people. So, 
Story Easter is this. The Jewish people say to him, or the Jewish elders, or the local Jew, somebody's Jewish, says, here cunt, do you think you're the son of Christ? And Jesus is like, you're fucking damn right, I'm my man. So he goes to the Romans, who were in control back then, he's like, oh, Romanus, this cunt thinks he's the fucking son of Christ, that doesn't sit well with us, what you got to do about it? And the Romans like, listen, the mad cunt's gone about, he's fixing all the lepers, he's feeding fucking every cunt with two fish, Listen, he's in my books, the cunt's alright. And the Jews are like, not a chance, my man, we're not happy. And then all the Jews are like, no fucking way, my man. So the Romans, because he always goes to peer pressure, went, right, crucify the cunt. Now, probably an extreme step. Maybe could have gave him a, a £50 fine, uh, like the, the Prime Minister. But instead, he went straight to crucifixion. Uh, made him carry his own cross up hill, put the jaggy bonnet in his nut, gets up there, nails him a bit of wood. Uh, he dies on the cross. Something to do with uh, a, a temple as well. I remember in the story about like some a curtain or something, a temple which uh, separated God from, from the living world or some shit opened and that was somehow a sign that he was in fact the son of God and God wasn't happy. Um, don't know about that. But anyway, took his body down, a couple of his pals, stuck him in a, in a cave with a big stone in front of it. For what reason, I don't know. And uh, when they came back to, you know, to, I imagine it's still his sandals, cunt's gone. And uh, that's the story of Christ. And, uh, you know, and then from that, chocolate eggs and uh, egg hunts. Again, probably one of the reasons why I never went into the church. Although I imagine if what I just said was recited at a mass, probably would have been the best mass ever. The Jews were like, fucking kill the cunt. <laughs> So there you go. So now, if you don't know the story of Easter, we all know it now. Uh, the Jews weren't happy. They killed the Son of God. And then fucking all hell broke loose after that. Frogs, famine. Uh, some guy sacrificed his son to a burning bush, I think. Uh, Joseph his technical dream coat. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, bestiality. And uh, a bit of slavery as well. Mad times in the Bibles. Mad times. You know? But hey, all worked out well in the end, didn't it? Because now there is no uh, religious hate or crime at all in the world. Or war. Thankfully. It's just good old Russians attacking white people. That's the way we like it. I mean, we're two months into that now. Nine weeks into the Ukrainian war. What's happening? Fuck all's happening. Eh? Putin's doing what he wants. And it's now just a... Uh, Part of our daily lives. We got up and go, hey, what's happening in Ukraine? Oh, Kiev's a mess. Carry on. Anyway, uh, glad we've done that. So, I hope you enjoyed Easter. Weird, weird rant. But I hope you did eggs. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you got a fancy egg. I hope you pushed the boat out. I hope you didn't just get a boring milk chocolate egg. I hope you got something in it, like salted caramel or nuts or praline. Whatever the fuck that is. Anyway to the next religious holiday, which I've no idea what is, we move on. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. Right, let's let's move on, shall we, to uh, some other bits and pieces. Um, the tour manager has now joined us, so if at any moment uh, you hear the howling of a, a deprived wolf 
Uh, don't worry, you're not having a mental breakdown. Uh, it's two manager merely singing a song. For some reason, he's um, he was always quite a quiet dog. The the usual um, response from a dog at home, very calm, very quiet. And if there was a pin drop in the outside space of your home, your front door, uh, the back garden, if any sound, even a sound so small the human ear could not hear it, he would go fucking scatty bojangles, as most dogs do. Uh, but in his older uh, years, he seems to now be uh, just a- any movement. If he's on the sofa, uh, relaxed, snuggled in, made himself a fort, if you will, any movement from anybody else which could possibly disturb his aura, he'll fucking go off in one. And he's, he's getting slightly annoying, but he's my firstborn. And I love my death. So if he starts howling, don't worry. The, the, these are not the wolves in your mind. This is a, an external force. Just like, didn't Maggie? Relax. Made you a bed. Life's good. I do apologise. The phone's going off as well. What's happened here? Uh, right, anyway. I saw... Uh, I was looking for some, some news items because I'm trying to stay away from the whole fucking Ukraine thing, right? Because... Like I said, the Ukraine war, and it is a war. It's it's this it's the strangest war that I have ever experienced. Not that I am experiencing it, but that that I have lived through in my time on Earth, because I don't think anyone would deny it's a war, but for some reason we're not treating it as a war. Yeah, you nah. Know? It's like ha- having a family member who's in an abusive relationship. You know, you've got a cousin, right, or a, an, an estranged uh, uncle, and he's at home, and he's being battled uh, daily by his wife. She's financially abusing him, physically abusing him, and uh, psychologically destroying the man. And you're aware of it, and you know it's happening, and instead of going running there and sorting the situation out, you're, uh, you're, you're sending him money to help uh, build a defence system. And it's not working. We are watching from afar as the poor bastards of Ukraine are going to be returning to a fucking traveller site. Every t- There's two things that's, that's troubling me when I watch it in the news. The first one is the fucking sheer devastation that I've seen in certain cities. Mariupol. Also, on a side note, can the BBC just... You're speaking to people in Ukraine every day, and I know that they're, they're just warmongers, right? I know that they're not there to actually report the news. I know they're just there to give us fucking grief porn. I get that, I understand it, and I'm trying to see through it. But can you just speak to a local and ask them how the fuck they pronounce the town or city that you are in that's being bombarded? Because this constant changing of fucking names and how they're pronounced does my nothing. Mariupol. Mariupol. Maria, pick a fucking name, pick a name and just stick with it. So the the images I saw, Mariupol, fucked. But at the same time, there's a guy in the BBC standing doing a broadcast in front of what used to be a block of flats and it's blown to fuck. And there's cars, cars. It's just like a normal street. Driving up and down, there's people walking. I'm like, where the fuck are they going? What what is happening? Because 
I'm no understanding. I know that I'm a simple man. And I need complex ideas and complex things broken down, distilled to its purest form so that I can digest it and understand it. Are these people going to work? Why have they got to work? What well, fucking work is open? There was one the other day, the, 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 the boy, cameras panned in on a fireman, hosing down a fucking block of flats that's ablaze after it's been struck by an apparent missile. And then he pans out, and there's cunts going into a fucking, what is effectively a little. What is happening? Anyway, we're not getting into it. Apparently the Russians are going to launch a small tactical nuclear weapon. Is there such a thing as a tactical nuclear weapon? Apparently so. Uh, just to let them know the mean business they're no fucking about, you know, because at this point we still thought they are fucking about, and um, they've been asking the West what will happen if they launch a nuclear weapon, and I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now what will happen. Fuck all will happen. Nothing. Because, effectively, we don't care. Is the honest answer? We don't care. There was a time when it was all Ukraine. Uh, it's gone on too long now. We've not got an attention span for it, and nobody really cares anymore. You know, I mean, we do care. You know, us, the people, we care. But the powers that be, they're not that interested. You know, if only U Ukraine had some kind of uh, natural resource they could offer the West, then we'd be in there like swimwear, and we'd find back Putin. But, you know. Also, see if I was a, a British general. I'd probably be watching the war, looking at the amount of Russian soldiers that are being killed, Russian tanks that are being taken, uh, fucking warships being sunk, planes being shot down, helicopters being grounded, and I would think, do you know what? See, at the start of this, when we're all shitting ourselves about World War Three with fucking Russia, I, I probably fancy my chances. I, I, I'll go on record as saying, in this podcast, which I imagine will be flagged on YouTube and probably removed, if World War Three does start, I don't think, you would, the Russians would ever make it to fucking Britain. Nah. I mean, I'd be pretty confident we could take them. Pretty confident we could take them. Famous last words. Uh, you'll be watching this podcast in 18 months' time and we'll all be speaking Russian. Which is just as... I, I think... I think I would be slightly more comfortable with the, the prospect of a third world war if it was, for example, Spain or France that was the aggressor and who were coming to get us because right now with the prospect of either having a, a Russian master or a Chinese master it's increasingly difficult because both languages are very hard to learn you know the, the worst, probably one's as bad as the other uh, both political sense and uh, a language sense uh, if I was going down the culinary route, I'd rather Russia win, because I'd, I'd father, I'd much rather eat borscht than a fucking chicken fetus. Um, but you know, if you if you're going to do something uh, for your future, then get on Babel and probably start learning Russian or Chinese. Both equally difficult. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. An article. In the Metro, our good friends at the Metro, uh, the the only place to get your, your news of any kind. Uh, because not only do they give us the hard-hitting, uh, you know, although I will say this, on the Metro website they normally have tabs for important things. They had a Ukraine war tab, which has now been removed. Even the fucking Metro's board of the Ukrainian war. No enough's happening. But I did see this article, and it, is, it angered me, because it's uh, the best cities to travel to 
uh, this year in 2022. Apparently, according to this article, um, it was a study done by the people at Euro Monitor. No idea who they are. Um, from having a little experience in these kind of list things where comedians would appear in magazines and newspapers, the top 10 funny fucking chuckle monkeys to watch. It's all fabricated bullshit. None of the newspapers have done any research, none of the papers or magazines or anybody who's doing it will even know who any of the comics are. They could even be comics. You just make names up. It's a PR stunt. It's all you're paid to be in there. You, you pay to put your name in it. You, you get friends who know these lists, put them together. It's all bullshit, right? So don't take this list as definitive in any way because I can tell you right now it's fucking nonsense. But this is a list that's been compiled of the top 10 cities that you should be visiting because obviously since COVID, travel has been kind of on and off, off for most of us. I have not had a holiday since uh, the very, uh, the start of 2020. Amsterdam was my last trip. Uh, long weekend. Came back, what, two weeks later? Lockdown. So, I need a holiday. Like, I'm actually going to holiday next month for going to Italy. And, uh, and I am looking forward to it. Got to Naples, right? For a week. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the pizza, to the pasta, and the Gomorrah. I'm looking forward to it. But there's still a wee bit of me that wants to go just go back to Amsterdam. Yeah, nah. I've got a friend who's over there just now. Well, she's actually just back. And uh, I just kept looking at her pictures going, I kind of just wish I was going back there. But... This is the problem when you're in a relationship, you know. I was going to say it's compromise, but you do as you're told. So, uh, the good lady wants to go to Naples. We'll go to Naples. Anyway, this is a list put together. Um, the article says, um, if the long weekend has given us a taste of out-of-office life, then it could be time to book away your next trip. But after two years of on-off travel, it could be difficult to know where to go. It's not really, because we know where to go. Thankfully, the team at Euromonitor have done the hard work for us, really, and compared a list of the best cities specifically for those looking to travel. Um, Pre-2020, the research firm ranked cities based on a number of international arrivals. But for the past two years, it has instead focused on six performance pillars. Here we go, the six performance pillars of travel. These include tourism infrastructure, tourism policy and attractiveness, don't know what that means, health and safety, sustainability, couldn't care less, economic and business performance, how does that help you pick a place to travel, and tourism and performance. These are the six pillars of performance. What a lot of shit. Who, who in their right mind is picking a holiday destination based on economic and business performance. No one. If anything, you want to go to a place that is failing on economic performance. Because when you go to these fucking shithole countries and crap cities, you go there with your little bit of euros and you maybe get a fantastic fucking exchange rate. Or you go there with 200 quid and to the locals that's like 40 years worth of salary. And you live like a king for a fortnight. Who, who in the right mind is sat around a table with a partner or the family went, right, where should we go on holiday this summer, guys, as, as the family summer trip? And um, why don't we make a list of countries based on our economic and business policy? Why don't you get fucked? So here we go. Who came out the top spot? Ten cities. Now, these, this is apparently this is the, the top ten in order places that you should visit this year, right? Number one, I don't know the list, 
Number one is Paris. Stop you there. Put a fork in it. It's done. They don't know what they're talking about. I knew, I knew it was going to be this. As soon as I started reading it, I knew it was going to be this. Paris, what a fucking shite hole. An absolute shite hole is Paris. I, I cannot stress this enough. Please, don't. This is not comedy. I'm not joking here. I am telling you right now, Paris is a, listen to my words, a fucking shithole. It's a shithole of a place and a shithole of a country. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by the French Tourism Board. Now, granted, I was in Paris in 2015, 2016, possibly. I don't know. But when I was there, it was long before COVID. It was long before the uh, the economic downfall. Okay? It was the old world, if you will. What I'm trying to say is, it was at a time when Paris and France, like mainland Europe and like the UK, were thriving, if not at least surviving. And back then, it was a fucking shite hole. The streets were rotten, it was overcrowded, it was completely unsafe. I'm pretty sure if I scroll back up here, one of the uh, six performance pillars of uh, Fantasia is uh, health and safety. Nonsense. Paris was fucked then. I can only imagine what is going on with the rise of the right-wing parties in in France, Macron and his fucking uh, riots every weekend, uh, Covid, poverty. I can only imagine what Paris is like now. If it was a shithole then, it's a fucking shitpit now. But somehow, it comes out as number one because it's the lazy man's destination. Paris has got a good PR team. You know, it's got history in its side, right? It's like fucking Manchester United. It still thinks that it's a fucking big player. When it's done, it's bust. Forget about it. It's finished. Paris is finished as a tourist destination. And you might go. You might go there and you might enjoy it, you know, and you might come back and you might show people pictures of the fucking Saint-Rivelle and the fucking, uh, the Eiffel Tower and the fucking, and uh, this is us having frog's legs, man, and Johnny Onions and fuck, uh, whatever. You might, you might do all that. You might, you might think all these things. And then when your friends go or you finish posting it on uh, fucking Instagram, your pictures of your Parisian experience, you'll sit down and you'll know in your heart of hearts that it was shite and it was a waste of money. You went to the most famous French patisserie in all of France and guess what? The cakes were crap because they don't put sugar in them because you've grown up in a diet of sugar, right? You go to Greg's and you get a fucking bun for 42 pence and you put it in your mouth and you think it tastes great, but it doesn't taste great. It's just sugar and fat and it fucking fills your void inside. That void that life has created living in this country, working a shite job and shite weather and shite friends and shite family. So you get your fucking yum yum. You shove it in your mouth and that sugar and fat mixes in and it gives you enough joy to continue on to the end of the working day. And then you go to a place that actually sells a real patisserie, real cakes, craftsmanship, detail. And you look at it and you think, oh my God, I'm on the set of a fucking movie, love. And you buy it. 
Yes, it costs 15 euros, but you're on holiday. And you sit outside and you pretend that you're fucking cool and trendy, even though you stand out like a sore thumb because you're head to toe in fucking Giacomo, but you've got Balenciaga trainers on because they're fucking cool. And you eat your cake and it tastes like fuck all. And you think it's crap, but it's because your palate's not developed like French. And then you walk about, you go to see the fucking, what's his face, Notre Dame, and you walk around that, and it's fucking nose to tail, queued out the door. And you come round and you see the wood carvings, and you think, oh, that was really cool. And then later on, you're going, it was the cool, it was shit. It was fucking shit. But you tell people it is. You go up the top, you get that picture of looking Paris, you have a fucking baguette, and you think it's wonderful. And then maybe you get back to the hotel without getting pickpocketed or fucking battered or raped or God knows what also happens in the streets of Paris. I mean, God forbid you go on a fucking subway down there. But it's number one. It's the number one place to travel. And it's the number one place to travel because it's got the history. And you want that. You want the France of the 20s, the 30s, probably even the 60s. But you're not getting that. You're getting the France of the 20s, but it's 2020. It's fucking terrifying. Number one. Paris. I mean, what the hell is number two going to be? Beirut? Oh, of course it's Beirut. It's fucking Dubai. And the name of fuck. A company called Euromonitor and the second place that you have to visit is Dubai. The government has just brought in new rules, right, for no asylum seekers because uh, asylum seekers, this is, this is a problem, people are going to start to, to word this wrong. It's basically migrant, illegal migrant crossings, right? People who are crossing the channel in these boats. And now what's going to happen is these poor bastards are going to get sent to fucking Rwanda. That's right, Rwanda. I would rather come across the English Channel in a fucking inflatable dinghy that I have blown up myself, travel to Rwanda and try and start a new life there than spend 24 hours in Dubai. If you are the type of person who wants to go to Dubai, enjoys Dubai, thinks Dubai is, I quote, the best fucking city in the world, then you should be forced to stay in Dubai. You should be forced to live there. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And when the money runs out, and the party runs out, and you have to live in the real Dubai, then we'll get your real experience. So when you're done in the five-star hotels, and sneaking about having a pint, and asked to leave a room if a shake comes in, and these 40 wives go through, terrifying to take a line of coke, need to get a wank on the beach, once all that is said and done, and you have to then maybe get a job and live and work in Dubai and see the actual inner workings of the fucking monster that is Dubai, then let's see if you still want to go to Dubai. Dubai is what Blackpool was in the 60s. When Blackpool was at its peak, you know, people flocking from all over the UK, to get to fucking Blackpool. That's Dubai now. If you put a couple of theatres on the end of a pier and knocked 40 degrees off of daily temperatures, a couple of kiss-me-quick, squeeze-me-slow hats, if you had a couple of shakes kicking about Dubai with a good dress on, and instead of the, the fucking uh, tea towel, they've got the kiss me quick, squeeze me slow hats. 
that's, that's Blackpool. If you could get the Grumbleweeds to do a residency, Cannon and Ball appearing like a Las Vegas-style residency in Dubai, it's Blackpool. It's the same debauched madness, vice, that is Blackpool under the cover of a wholesome family experience. Nonsense. How, how on earth... Just show you the madness of these lists. How on earth have they compiled a list of the top 10 cities to visit and one and two is Paris and Dubai? No, it's the list places you should visit once to say you've been and never return, then maybe I would argue, if that is a list, if you had to compile a list of places that you have to go, just so you can say you've been and then never come back ever again, Paris and Dubai would be on that list, of course they would, go once, ex don't even need to experience it, just go there, sit in your hotel for seven days, never leave and then come back and just tell country when and it was great and then never fucking go back there again, yes, Paris and Dubai would be on that list, but if it's a list of places you actually want to go and visit, I mean, what the fuck is number three? Amsterdam, right, okay, okay, they've redeemed themselves. Amsterdam should be number one, greatest city in the world, greatest city in the world. There's, there's, I don't know what else is on this list, I don't care what's on this list, Amsterdam and Holland, the greatest city in the world, in the greatest country in the world. I have said this many times in this podcast, and I will say it until the day I die. If you have never been to Amsterdam, you have to go. If you have never been to Holland, you have to go. It will be the greatest trip of your life. There is a, a sense of calm in the country. There is a, a sense of stillness that you will not find anywhere else. It is just the most amazing people the most amazing scenery, everything you want in life. My, my biggest failing in life will be that I never lived in Amsterdam. I'm moving a couple of other failings, go but up there, if I could have lived anywhere, I would have lived in that city. And I never will. And it'll shock me. What else is on this list? Madrid, never been. Rome, no interest. Berlin, come on now. New York, okay. London, fuck off. Munich and Barcelona. This is the laziest list that I've ever seen. The top 10 cities to travel to. Paris, Dubai, Amsterdam, yes. Madrid, mm. Rome, no. Berlin, ah. New York, yes. London, no chance. Munich and Barcelona. What a shit list. How have we not got lags on there? <laughs> Lags, Dunoon, Arran, eh? Sky. Where's the fucking Scottish cities? Edinburgh, you know? Shocking. But there you go. If any's are going on holiday, get something booked up. If you're struggling to find a place, Paris and Dubai, man, wanting to go there, spend a shit ton of money, come back, and then cry the awful experience you had in the fucking shithole of Paris and the vice cesspit of Dubai. Dubai just annoys me because it's one of these places where it's like, 
come to Dubai, man, it's fucking wild. You can, all your wildest dreams come true. The most beautiful people in Dubai, the best food, seven-star hotels, it's fucking great. But listen, see if you're caught shagging anybody or taking a line of coke, they will fucking hang you. But come and party, man. Come and go fucking wild. But if you take a line of cat, they'll cut your hands and feet off. Pick a fucking team, Dubai. Pick a team, right? You can't have every mad bastard from across the planet coming to fucking blow his load on a beach for you to then fucking cut his toes off. Pick a side. And Paris can just fuck off. Right, team, that's it. Uh, end of the episode. And what an episode it has been. Um, thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, share the videos. If you are listening to the podcast, on its audio format, as it was intended to, to be, you know. Um, make sure you subscribe, whatever platform you get to listen to your podcast on, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star review for the show. Uh, just hit five stars, leave us a wee review. Uh, for some reason, that's the only thing that helps move up the algorithms and uh, lets the show be seen and heard by more people. Feel free to share it on your socials as well, help encourage uh, the numbers, and uh, that's it. If you are listening to this um, and you're a council listener, you've missed out on a full section on Earth Day. Um, uh, uh, things you should buy to, to help the planet and uh, a, a rant about uh, news, things that have been taught in school. Anyway, so get on that. The only way to hear the full uh, versions of the podcast is, of course, on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. So get on there, sign up, £4 a month, pound a week and you will get all the extra bits from this and future episodes as well. And if you are listening to this on the Patreon, then you've heard the rant about Earth Day, and I hope you're all out there buying a black vase and waiting for the vapour to come. Thanks for listening, thanks for watching. Um, I'm trying to think, there's probably stuff I forgot to mention, but, you know, that's that's life, man. We move on, and we'll be back uh, next week uh, with more episodes, more rants, more nonsense. And until then, stay safe. Wash your hands and your arsehole. And I'll see you in a battlefield very soon. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns